0: Today, I'm going to have a very interesting conversation. I am talking with Andrew Ewer, who is the CFO of Terrapin. Terrapin is a globally recognized organization that runs B2B conferences, exhibition, and training events, and has publications from all over the world. And he's going to give us some insight on what he's doing, what's working, what's not. But before we get started, my name is Donna Peterson, and you are listening to the B2B Marketing Excellence Podcast. I talk with business leaders from all over the world about their specific industries, what's working, what's not, and what marketing tactics and tips they can give us so that we can achieve our goals faster. So let's jump in. Good morning, Andrew. How are you?
1: I'm very good. Yourself, Donna? How are
0: you? I cannot complain. The sun is out here and flowers are starting to pop, so it's very beautiful. Excellent. Good. I was excited to have you because you have such a wealth of knowledge, one, about Terrapin, but also coming from a CFO side, which is very interesting. (laughs) And I wanted to know, I know as your role as a CFO, it is your job to help your business managers grow their businesses Profitably.
1: Hmm.
0: What have you seen as the biggest challenge in achieving that?
1: Yeah, that that's a um that's a very good question. I think, you know, it's something it's this this uh, this thing about profitable growth is, is a key challenge for all businesses. Um, you know, I think particularly coming out of COVID, yeah. um, where Obviously, COVID has, has had its own different challenges, and now we're getting back. How can we really get the growth on, but yet make get the margins up? And I think initially, when I thought of this, I thought in 2022 and now going to 2023, um, there've been two really big key challenges that have affected that. Um, one has been the recruitment of staff, um, and if I just broaden on that, we all know the broader issues is, is the is the wage growth coming with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the cost of recruiting them, um, because, you know, if we say recruitment consultants, you've had to engage more of them. The, the expense of getting staff to the interview process and getting them to actually sign up has has ramped up tremendously from what we recall before COVID. So that's been one issue. Um, the other one has been really the impact of inflation on our cost base. And I think it's starting to slow a little bit now, but it's something we've not been used to. In the last decade or maybe maybe longer um I'm, I'm old enough to remember rampant inflation but majority of my staff are not it, it, it's you know it goes back to their basic hey you need to go and ask to get three quotes because these costs are all coming in 10 50 percent more than what we're used to spending so i think th- those would be my key to challenge where i sort of sit there and um um been worried about on the cost side because you know, staffing is 70 percent of my my um my uh, uh my overhead and and, and our costs are typically range to 50% of our revenue. So um, they have some big impacts there. I think in 23 and, and probably going to 24, it's it's a little bit on that inflation. It's about how can we increase our pricing? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think many businesses have been uh, reluctant to increase their prices because they haven't had much price growth for the last decade or so. Uh, and you wouldn't want to price yourself up the market. Um, but now I think how do we go out and get now we know that our costs are going up how do we actually get that revenue growth through increased in pricing and once again that's something that's relatively new for many people they've been so used to price increasing at I think the standard is two percent right yeah. because that's what the inflation yeah. target is hey we'll put our prices up by two percent now people are saying hey you're going to put our prices up by 10 15 percent and you know people are almost having a bit of a heart attack over that but you know if your cost base has got up 10 15 percent you know you yeah you know, to keep yourself growing profitably, you've got to raise your revenue by fifty percent. So yeah,
0: um, yeah, it's a tricky area. And going back is. to, I can imagine with Terrapin, with your conferences mm. and your different events, yes, staffing has to be a large oh, yeah. percentage of your expense. And getting people that want to work <laughs> and mm. and are the right fit has to be a huge challenge.
1: Yeah, it, it 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 is. It always has been, and it. But it's been a much bigger challenge coming from coming out of COVID. You're like many companies, we didn't have the same level of staffing as we started with, um, and therefore we were all going to the market at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, and we weren't the only people going to the market. Other industries were too, but we needed to increase the staff to meet the demand of our clients. Right. um and you know, we are, you know we, we've, we've grown very quickly And there's some challenges around that of course that, 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 are, that are happening but um
0: that's yeah. a good challenge to have it's a good challenge to have it's better <laughs> than
1: the other challenges yeah. on the other side of the spectrum yeah, yeah you don't want to
0: be there but yes no. of course with growth comes other challenges that you then have to figure yeah. out yeah it and does. Those are big ones yeah so then this brings me into my next question for you, is while increasing sales is a crucial objective for you know a profitable business growth, what would you consider to be the second significant goal to accomplish?
1: Yeah, so the, the way we, um, I mean, as you said in the introductions, the Terrapin runs uh, primarily conferences and, and exhibitions. And I guess we, we we tend to call ourselves more events because some of the crossover between those two and if you look at what makes us successful um from our client's perspective we need a lot of people to come to those events yeah. um, no one wants to spend a lot of money on a client side or anyone and then discover you're talking to a room of th- full of three people that, that's just not what you paid for right, right. Um, And it doesn't feel good so for <laughs> us it's about increasing attendance our events um, and we look at them two ways. One is the absolute numbers. do we get 5,000? do we get 6,000 people come to that show? But also the attendee profiles. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking at something like a solar show, which is going, you know, solar is interesting nowadays. It's always been interesting, but it's really interesting nowadays. Um, you know, what, what, what we want to do, how many solar installers are coming to our shows? Because if you're a vendor and you're on our, our floor, you're trying to sell you probably really want to sell to installers because they're going to be installing these things. Right, right. You know, not going to be selling to me. I'm not going to install it on my roof myself. Right, right. it's professional. So if we look and we, we've got 5,000 people and we've got 2,000 installers, that's a pretty good uh, metric to go back and sell, say this is what I show delivered. So, you know, I, I say improving both of these things, both apps and numbers and relevant attendee profiles, um, least improved product. And then we can then it has that, I think, uh, the Amazon thing about the flywheel, and you know, then we once you improve the product, then we increase sales. You can you say, "Hey, look at this great data. Look how many people are coming. These are the profiles. These are really important for your business. You yeah. should be there.
0: Yeah, um, that's important to be able to sit there with who's attending the event, yeah. and then break it down into segments so yeah. that people who might be exhibiting or advertising will be able to see, yes, you know what? That is my target audience, so I need yeah. to be at your show. Absolutely. This is sh- some shows that are out there is just like everybody come for free and they know no idea who's there. Yes, you might have a great number, mm. but it's not helpful if they're not the right people.
1: I, I totally agree. and I think, you know, if, if a client's looking to attend a show and they just go on the absolute number and that's it, yeah. uh, you know, I would say buyer beware. I think you want to know the profiles. Of course, there's some monster shows out there, you know, um, where it's maybe even harder, but, but but um you've definitely got their profile so often when i say you know you ask them what's important and i think what helps us with this is an understanding of our target market yes um, so when when we design a show a show an event a conference an exhibition we 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 do put on a piece of paper uh, we have a form we like forms and, and structured templates and, and we say look who's the show for yes um who is the buy side you know will be the people coming to visit yeah. what are their profiles what are their job titles so we then try to work out geographically where they're likely to come from yep. yeah you know it's, it's it's often a best estimate based on our understanding of the, of the market based on understanding of the product the previous
0: and, year you know yeah. previous year what did you pull yeah. from of course covid kind of messed up those numbers a little it bit did. but to have it an did. idea are what title level are you getting
1: exactly exactly and and you know um we 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 spend quite a bit of time on that, uh, and, and that then drives what, what, what a question about what does your database look like. Um, so pick on that solar and the installers. So we want ten thousand people come to the solar show in 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 the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want three thousand installers. How many installers do we have in the database?
0: Oh, um,
1: you know, because you've never gone after them before. Um, so then you say, okay, then I need to do a data build. I need to do research. I need to yes. Find out where these these installers, shall we say, live in the in the world yeah. that's not yeah. on my database. Um right. and, and therefore we can market our show to them. Um, yeah, that makes they, sense. They well, because, revenues.
0: And if you do your marketing well with a lot of research, mm. you bring mm. those better people to your show, which then makes your show more successful, which absolutely. then helps your show continue into the future.
1: Yeah, so absolutely. And and so I always come down to um you know a fundamental thing once you go on through this is say comparison of your target profile if you want to call that to your to your physical what you have in your database right um you know so for me it's got refreshing improving and increasing the size of our marketing database is a key driver of improving attendance um and i think right. size is important on this you know some people say hey i've got this really targeted database of twelve thousand names and you know I've, I've bought shows that have that and i've been amazed they've got four thousand people coming to it um but, you know, it's the same 4,000 almost every year. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, and want you to want talk- to try to get some unique new people yeah. to come and give some fresh. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and often those shows we, we we can take and scale up because they are limited by the size of their database. Yeah. Um, have you? are limited maybe by not enough profiles.
0: Yeah, and so now you have the database. But what I have mm. seen to a lot of shows that I'm going to, they're pulling a higher level title. Than normally they would. So normally you wouldn't maybe see the CEO at a show, mm-hmm. but since COVID, for some reason, sometimes the attendees, number of attendees, is lower, but they're of a higher quality. I think I saw
1: that at the very as we sort of were not 100% out of COVID or sort of starting to come out of COVID. You know, some place like Asia and Australia took longer. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, Europe and, and and the US were were ahead of that. I think I certainly saw that. Um, the numbers weren't, you know, if we look at back in of 21 and, and and early 22, the back the numbers weren't quite where really we wanted. But you're right, the profile yeah. of people attending in terms of in terms of their their uh, job title, as as a percentage, had gone up a lot. Yeah. I think you know now it's broadening out a bit now and going back to say a bit more normal. Um, um and, and and but still I do I do think you're getting more senior people coming to events. I think there's also, I suppose one way to look at it also is a lot of senior people didn't get the opportunity to really network as right. much as they like. They kind of lost two years of their life network, not networking I mean, some people might say that maybe yeah, you know, maybe that's not a bad thing. They got on the <laughs> job. Um, um, but you know, events are a great place for networking. Oh yes. And and meeting people in your industry. You know, mm-hmm. you don't, you know, people are self-selected that they pick on the solar show. You know, you, yeah. you, you aren't going to go to a solar show if you're not interested in solar because right. it's gonna be incredibly boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna be fun days out. But if you're into solar and the broader aspects around it, yeah, that's interesting. You know, you meet people in your industry and 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 maybe you make good connections, good networks, maybe do some business, maybe make some sales.
0: Yep. I tell a lot of my clients, if you're trying to really know and understand your target audience, Mm. trade shows.
1: Yep.
0: You go, you listen to the sessions, you speak to the exhibitors, you listen to what people are talking about amongst themselves. And I don't Mm. should all be eavesdropping on everyone's conversations. But it's it's very interesting to hear what's top of mind, what's challenges they're having, what technology are they looking for. You mm-hmm. get a wealth of information from trade shows yeah. that I will say you can't get anywhere else. Yes, yeah. you can monitor social media, and you know, yes, you can cold call people and get, do a survey, but you go to a trade show. Give it give it two three days. Hmm. you will walk away with a wealth of knowledge to use
1: yeah I, I think that's correct i think that's correct i think yeah you know people that human interaction yeah. um
0: things can... are said that they may not say direct you know like in a social post obviously hmm. it's like you say this that's hmm. it yeah but you at a trade show it goes a little deeper and, yeah. it, and it's like what you said, when you meet in person with someone, yeah, you might talk about your industry, but then maybe you go off a little bit about, oh, where was your last vacation? Who did you yes. see last? And that is when a relationship really starts to form. And that's what marketing's all about now. You've got yeah. to build that relationship.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, you know, another way is phrasing is the engagement is much higher at a personal level. Well, the human level, maybe is a better right, right way of phrasing it with trade shows. Um, and I think that's really important. You can get a lot out of two, three days um, yes. walking around, talking to people and learn a lot about an industry. Yep. Um, you know. I do that.
0: I go to industry specific shows like mm. my next one is Interfax in New York City. It's a pharmaceutical manufacturing show, but I will go there for two. I think I'm going for two days. Mm. I get a wealth of knowledge to use. And it also just helps me really understand my clients and what they're trying to accomplish. So then here's my next question for you. My next question is, right now, there's a current trend of trying to encourage virtual attendees back to attending in person. Now, I know the nature of Terrapins events. They're very industry specific. Mm -hmm. Was that a challenge for you, getting people Back to in person, or are you still offering virtual, hybrid, in person? How are you doing?
1: Yeah, so um, well, maybe so. So like all, like all, like most, not everyone did it. Like most business in our industry, we 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 went virtual during COVID, mm-hmm. and then we had that choice of when are we coming out of it? Yes, yeah. Um, so we we decided that that was going to be the end of virtual. In, in in 2021 okay. um at the back end of 21 yeah um and we, we we um backed ourselves to go to live events and i think your question did we struggle to get people to, to attend yeah at the beginning we did yeah yeah, yeah yeah, we did we did and and i don't just mean our external i mean you know some of our own staff were a bit worried and, and of course yeah. we had problems right yes um people suddenly getting sick the day before an event and stuff like that yeah um but I think so. There were 21 some reluctance, and 22. Actually, we've seen record attendance growth, nice. um, and it's it's been fairly universal. Um, some events have done much better than others. I'll, I'll be honest, yeah. um, you know. But overall, we've seen a growth in, in in our attendance, and I think that's a little bit to do with uh, the industry you operate in because. You know, we're, if you look across them, actually, the one that we struggled with most has been the life science sector. Oh. Um, because I think perhaps it's because they're more acutely aware of the risks. Yeah. The pandemic. They're so too they're,
0: deep they're, in it. They know too yeah,
1: much. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, um, you know, of all the events I've been to where people have been wearing masks sort of longest has been the yes. life science sector. Yeah. But also many of them were constrained by their their employers. Um, you know, being much tougher on the HR sort of rules about attending events and and, and not wanting them to attend events. Yeah. Whereas people operating in the home delivery space who had to operate throughout the entire pandemic to yes. bring parcels to all of us at home, um, they were ready to come to the event straight away. You know, by com- by comparison. So we have seen a move in sectors, but you know, we we seeing attendance growth continue throughout this year um, Sounds- or so far this year. We've got a long way to go still. Excellent. Um,
0: I've seen that with the shows I've gone to slowly. We're seeing the attendance go up. And what I'm also seeing is I'm seeing people stay there longer and be more involved where, you know, you you all used to go to trade shows, maybe attended one session and then left for client meetings or always had a million other things going on. I'm seeing now when people sign up for a show, they're going and mm. totally getting vested into that event and paying attention, which is great across the board. It's great for the speakers, makes them mm. feel like what they're saying is valuable. Absolutely. But it's also good for networking. And again, like we talked about, you get to go to a conference, you get great networking or you hear a great session, you're going to go back the next year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that is an interesting point to bring up. People are, are probably spending longer at the event. I think historically, you know, if I look back, I mean, you mentioned the beginning. I've been doing this for a long time. I, I have actually. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's been a few decades. But but at, at the very, it always used to be, you would run out of people sort of halfway the day through day two. You know, as so they run out, people yeah. went there. There was yeah. something else to leave a bit earlier and stuff like that. Um, and many people only came for the first day, yeah, and didn't come for day two. Um, yeah, whereas. I am, of course, there are still some people that work in that way, and they've got various reasons why they do it. But I am seeing a lot more people coming for two days, and maybe that's got a little bit of function to do. That our shows are bigger; there's more to see. Yeah, um, we do have a lot of content at our shows, mm-hmm. and you know, if you compare us to maybe our other people in our industry, we we come from a a publishing slash conference background a very very long time ago. Um, and content's always been a key pillar in, in, in our events. Um, and there's just a lot of content at Terrapin shows. So you can actually come for two days and sit through sessions for a full two days, even though there's a big also a big trade floor, a trade show floor out there. Yeah. Uh, so people yeah, people are coming through. I think they are just I think they're enjoying the, the live environment again and I think they do find it's great to be networking within their sector. And yes. I think there's a lot going on too yeah you, know, and I think it, there's a lot to lose, you know you you reference, you learn about stuff. I think there's a lot going on that you can you can learn about. and there's a lot of ideas out there,
0: yeah um, and like we were just talking about, when you're trying to build a relationship with your mm-hmm. prospects or customers, you've got to offer them education or yep. information pieces. So going to a trade show that gives you all this great content gives you, Tippets that you then can turn around and offer to your customers. So yeah. it's it's a win-win for everyone. You're putting on a great conference. We're absorbing all the content. We're able to take this content now and give it to our clients. They see mm. us as a big value added. Yeah. I think and that's we're right. Yeah. More knowledgeable in the space and making it more effective.
1: Yeah. I, I would also say add one other thing. I think if you know people that are coming to the trade shows on the vendor side. They've also got to be prepared to listen to a little bit to the buy side, yeah. um, you know, and just hear what it what is they're really looking for. Yes. You know, can you talk, I think you referenced a bit earlier, you come and you listen to get some ideas. I think that works for both sides. It's often quite a good way to, you know, suddenly you get at the show and you've got 5,000 people. Let's say let's mm-hmm. say 3,000 are the buy side. You've got 3,000 people you could possibly get feedback on your product about your product from. Yep. You know, why are they buying from you? Why are they not buying from you? What do they want to see differently? Yes. How's your competitor better than you are? You, know, you never want to admit they are. Right, you can, right. Yeah, how, yeah, how do I need to adapt maybe is a better thing to you. So I'm better than him Yeah. Um, or, or, or things like that. So I think it's it's it's, it's a great bit of interaction you can do. You can learn a lot. Both sides can learn a lot from, from trade shows and get a lot out of it.
0: Yeah, especially if they're good quality trade shows like Terrapin.
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: And that's this will go me into our final question because I know I do not want to mm. hold you much longer. You have a busy no. day. This is all about there's an explosion of events right now. Mm. Like we talked about, some are virtual, some are hybrid, some are in person. But how is Terrapin able to keep your name front and center so that people are like, oh, you know what? No, I need to go to Terrapin over ABC. Yeah. Then.
1: Yeah, it, it, you're right. It, it is a very crowded market. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the the event space and the broadest definition, I mean, you said, you know, even in the different ways of doing these events, the in-person that we favor, but also lots of virtual events, you know, and then there, even within geographies, there's this massive competition. You know, I, I'm based in London. Yeah. You know, there's, there's events all the time. You know, it's, it's just it's never ending when you do a search in it. Um, so we, we have to find a way of distinguishing ourselves. Um, you know, and, and I think think the, it's about really it comes down to the phrase adding value. And I think go back to I, I, I truly believe that we, we do that. We'll go back to actually, we add value by really focusing on those profiles, trying to get the right profiles to attend to the right numbers. We provide a great content offering. Yes. Both for our, our sponsors to speak within, you know, if, if they so they choose, yes. Um, but also, you know, we get a lot of non-sponsors speaking, so there's a lot of lot of interesting content going on there. So there's a lot of information for the for the buy side.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: think, you know, is our marketing vastly different to our competitors? Um, as a general phrase, I would say no it, it it's not it's not different. We don't do a lot of different stuff. You know, all of us are doing email. We're doing social. We have got our website. You know. Every now and then I hear a quirk someone's using a slightly bit of, bit different bit of tech that we're not you know and you adapt um yeah. but I think it comes down a couple of key things for us that we, that we we get correct first of all let's go back to understanding the target market of the event yes. you know,
0: so important before, yeah
1: you know yep. the first, just start with that and we and when we put all these things on a piece of paper also to be clear um it's not just having a conversation and you all wander off to your separate parts of the world. Yeah. Then it's, it's about aligning of the database. So what do we need to do? What where's the database deficient? You know, um, unresponsive, uh, whatever. How you want to define that? Yeah. And then it's about this thing about messaging, mm-hmm. marketing, comms, and you know that that's I, I think that's the thing that a lot of people really struggle with. You know, good copywriting, clarity in what you're asking the prospect to do. Mm-hmm. My I, I, I came back from leave and i was looking through these emails i've gotten you know some from from our events and some from other events that i'm, I'm in the database apparently um for some of our competitors which is interesting um and i was surprised to read some as i was scanning i thought but what what, what what do you want from me
0: yeah yeah there's no no clear call to action you don't no.
1: know what they no. want from you, you do you want me to register <laughs> deep down i think you do <laughs> but you know if you do just put it on the button on there somewhere you know um so so it's about very simple very good cop- clear copywriting that's that's easy to read easy to understand it de- delivers the message and then clarity of this 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 you know, what you want the prospect to do and i think you know always be offering value yeah. um yeah you know so uh, we we've going to. You can come to this event. You know this is the who we, who we want to come to it, and this is the content you'll get. These yeah. are, these are the three hundred stands you can
0: go and, and and look at the products they have for offer. For example, yeah. Um, the and other thing is- listen, I've, I've done it where we gone with clients and listed what's your takeaway what are you going to leave with after you come to our conference you're going to have knowledge on how to use the top five technologies or you know you just list those takeaways so people can see at a glance the value that they're going to get
1: yeah I, I i take for example i, I attended an event in, in the united states recently for for our industry right no. um and you know why did i go there well it sounded like it going be a bit of fun no but yeah they, so there's that but 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 the reality was i actually sat down and said these are the 10 things i want to get out of it mm-hmm. um, so these are the five people that i've been struggling to meet they're going to be there i want to meet them yes you know and that's quite hard in a room with a few hundred people trying to find yeah. there, you know? But <laughs> oh, there the they are <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and you know they're not the only people so how do i how do i get myself you know introduced to them um you know these are the two or three suppliers that say are on the other side that i really want to make sure i spend a bit of time with because either they're important to terrapin really use them or because we're thinking of using them mm-hmm. um or because they're a competitor to someone we're using i actually just want to find out a bit more about them yeah um it was a bit of the content i wanted so it, it and i gave myself a couple of these are the outcomes i want now did they get all of those done no nah, i probably about 80 percent, but. But it made it worse. That's, worth good. that's
0: good. 80% yeah. when you set out with your objective to a trade show is yeah. very
1: good. Yeah. So maybe maybe I didn't raise the bar high enough. I don't know. But, but you know, I, 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 um, I think that's what people, how are you going to get value? What do you really want to get out of it? Because, you know, I go to shows which either I own or I'm, I'm looking at from a competitive thing and I'm really just walking the floor to see what's there. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I think a lot of people are doing that. <laughs> they shouldn't be. They should be engaging. <laughs> I, I'm I'm there for a different purpose altogether. Right. Um, you know, my purpose is um I'm I'm you know having a look at how good I think the show is. Um right. from From an ownership perspective, not from not an industry yes. perspective, yeah. they they need to engage more. Yeah. Um, but I think you know, go back to this, how how can we? I think just on the other thing on our marketing is is, is maybe just uh, just to add, we, we use multiple channels, right? So I, we we do we still do a lot of email. Um, yeah. Email is important. People respond well to you. especially
0: especially when you're having conferences and events. Yeah. Email is a great way to get it out there and to keep it, and then do a push at the last minute yeah. to get those people to register.
1: Oh, absolutely we have a we have a ramp up on our marketing like like anyone should have. You know because people get jaded if you send the same message. In- oh yeah. For 52 weeks of the year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I've got a few of those. I, they in my spam folder, and I see them. I think, gee, it just comes through every week like clockwork. Um,
0: you just so ignore it. If it looks too watch. much like the last one, you'll ignore it. You won't even look at exactly. it. And it's a waste exactly. of time on everyone's. But, but.
1: but email is very effective. You know, a lot of people say email is dead, but oh, I, mean, I disagree. I disagree. I think I think email's not dead. I think you just need to be a lot cleverer about it than you were maybe 10 years ago. Yep. Um, I
0: totally agree, because the way we used to do, especially business to business promotion, you know, a few years back, you know, it's very generic, let's go out to everybody talk about us, where now you have to really think about your attendees, what would they want to be accomplishing from our events, and Mm. make sure that we tell them that they're going to accomplish those things, along with offering some value. Yeah, everything has to be about value and having those good networking events at your show are very important because that's where those relationships finally can start to form and then they'll develop and you'll trust the brand when you trust the brand you'll buy from them
1: that's correct i I totally agree with that
0: yeah so well andrew i want to thank you so much this was a great interview and i thank you for your time
1: Sure. Thank you very much. Happy to be here.
0: Okay. Have a great day. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Thank you for listening to the B2B Marketing Excellence Podcast. Please hit the subscribe button below so you don't miss our next episode. And in the meantime, if you'd like to talk to me, please feel free to send me an email to peterson at worldinnovators.com. Till next time, have a great day.